the worked again today. OTAs this week, minicamp next week. The difference, OTAs are optional, minicamp mandatory. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be when the rubber hits the road for Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore, Noah Sta'aki at practice today for the Colts. Yannick Ngakwe, not there. Darius Leonard, not there. Frank Reich said that attendance was excellent, but those three guys were not there. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about injuries and some recoveries from injuries that may have not been expected, but are good news for the Colts. We're also going to talk about Frank Reich saying that he and Chris Ballard had a conversation just this morning about adding a wide receiver. The NBA draft is coming up. We're only 23 days away. Who are the Col- or who are the Pacers going to take in that thing? Talk about that a little bit, and we'll hit on the live tour also. Uh, Mo Ali Cox had some things to say about Matt Ryan that were funny and illuminating. We'll get into that. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, June first, two thousand twenty-two. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, just the best dentist that there is. If you've got dental issues, even if you don't have dental issues, you want to have a great dentist to be able to prolong your dental health as long as possible. Give them a call. 317-849-2933 is the number. Smash that subscribe button. Ring the like bell. And and do all that stuff. Let's go. And if you want to make a donation, we appreciate it. And if you want to ask a question, we'll answer it. We heard from Frank Reich, 7-on-7 work today. Here's what he had to say. Kenny Moore, not at the workout, has not had a conversation with Kenny Moore yet about whether he's going to be a no-show for the mandatory minicamp. If he doesn't show for the mandatory minicamp, the fine for those three days in total could be around $90,000. That's real money. Look, you whether he's being paid $6.75 million this coming year or not, $90,000 is still $90,000. It does not lessen the impact of $90,000 going bye-bye. So that is a consideration for Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore, a great dude, really good guy in the community, good with the media, and a terrific football player coming off his first Pro Bowl season. He was an undrafted free agent, signed with the Patriots, cut by the Patriots the next day, signed by the Colts. He has been a really good Indianapolis Colt. The consensus in the media room today was that you're in for a, you know you're in for a penny you're in for a pound. If you start down this road of not showing up for stuff, you cannot show up for stuff until you get that new deal. And nobody's ever done this with Chris Ballard. Nobody's ever kind of put that gun to his head and said, "Hey, pay me." We'll see if Kenny Moore can get that done or not. Once you open that Pandora's box, things can spin a little bit out of control and all of a sudden the routine nature of the negotiation of the contract, right, between Chris Ballard and the agent of the players or the players themselves, like Jacoby Brissett doesn't have an agent, didn't have an agent, doesn't now. Regardless of who does the negotiating, they got to sit down and talk, and the time at which Chris Ballard does it, he will extend players with one year remaining. He has not gone toward extending guys with two years left. He has not renegotiated deals, and nobody has held out during the Chris Ballard five-plus years of being the general manager. It's going to be kind of fascinating because, like I said, once you open that Pandora's box, you got a roster of 53 guys 
all of whom want more money, all of whom believe that they're underpaid. Every single one of them. Think about you. Do you think you're overpaid? I never met a person in my life who thinks he's overpaid or she's overpaid. I don't know anybody who goes, you know what? I make too much money. Could you peel back my wages? That doesn't happen in this world. They always want more money. They will always take more money. That is what employees do. And it comes out of somebody's pocket. And with the NFL because of the hard cap, it also comes out some of your peers' pockets. That may not be looked upon too favorably. All right. Frank Reich also said that he and Chris Ballard spoke this morning about the prospect of uh, adding a wide receiver. He said that he feels really good about the guys in the room, feels great about the room, loves Alec Pierce and his intellect, says that Pierce is way ahead of the game as far as learning the playbook. Everybody says this about every rookie. Nobody ever says, well, he's having a tough time with the playbook. Really, we can't run anything for him because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Maybe Bruce Arians would say something like that. Frank Reich will never say anything like that. Chuck Pagano never said anything like that. You don't talk that way about your guys. So we don't know whether we can take this seriously or not. Is Alec Pierce a really smart guy? Is he, you know, stowing away the playbook, getting it down? Or is he not? I think the answer is going to be conveyed in what the Colts do. If they believe Paris Campbell can stay healthy, and if they believe Alec Pierce can contribute in a meaningful way as a rookie, I think they stand pat and they don't add anybody. I think they believe it's a possibility, or they would have already added somebody. Uh, Paris Campbell looks good. The injuries, soft tissue. They were not soft tissue. And so, you know, you get the idea that maybe this has just been bad luck. I don't think it's bad. I don't believe in luck, bad or good, where it comes to injuries. I think either you get injured, injured or, oh, I'm very, very sorry, uh, Fulton Moraz, about your uh, grandmother. It's very sad. Um, he, he, he believes, Frank Reich, that Paris Campbell, when healthy, can do it all. He can play in the slot. They can run gadget stuff for him. He can be on the outside, run vertical routes, and get open. But is he going to be able to do that? Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Again, the belief of the Colts is going to be revealed based upon what they do with uh, the remainder of their cap money if they spend it on a wide receiver. We really don't know what's there because we don't know how much they paid Nick Foles. And, and so because of that, you're just guessing at the cap number right now. But the all-in cap number is not favorable to the Colts right now. I think they're about $13 million underwater. Mo Ali Cox spoke to the media today, and he was terrific. He was laughing about Matt Ryan, and it was really, really good stuff. I like Mo Ali Cox. I know some people are down on him, but what Mo had to say about Matt Ryan is that you better turn your head. Coming out of the break, you better snap your head around because the ball is going to be right there, and it's going to be on point. That's what Matt Ryan does. He throws it on time, and he throws it on target. And because of that, what you're going to see from the Colts offense this year is better yards after the completion. Yards after the catch going to go way up because Matt Ryan gets it to guys where they can make a play with it. That is critical, and that is the reason why in this offense, Matt Ryan, a key acquisition in a way that Carson Wentz was just not. 
he didn't get the ball to guys on time and on target. Mo also said he's very demanding but cool. Great personality but demanding. He will stop guys in the halls and quiz them on what their responsibility is in a certain formation as they face a certain defense. And if you get it right, okay. If you don't get it right, they talk about it a little bit. I love that. That is all kinds of leadership. That's holding people accountable. Uh, he also said that he's been a joy, very vocal, similar to Andrew Luck. And uh, he is on the receivers at all times. It's what he does. We also, we heard from Ashton Doolin, but other than the profuse sweating, there really wasn't anything remarkable about what he had to say. He's working hard, trying not to be just a special teams guy, but Greg Doyle asked him, kind of like, I got to ask, what's going on with the sweat? And he said, oh, I sweat like a fat guy. We know what that means. Julian Blackman spoke to the media today. And Frank Reich said that he could play either safety, box or uh, free. And Julian Blackman agreed. And he said that he expects to be ready to go by camp. That'd be about nine months post-injury. And we know how this works. You can get ambulatory. You can get that calf and that Achilles in shape to be able to play. But it's all the other stuff because you have to shut your leg down as you heal from an Achilles. And by shutting it down, the, the other muscles, they go into a state of inactivity and that ain't good. You got to bring it back to active. You got to bring it back to strong. Uh, he said that when he tore his Achilles, it was the last play of a practice and uh, the last rep. And he came down, he knew that he had torn his Achilles and what he said immediately, according to him, and I believe it because he just seems like this kind of guy. He thanked God for uh, giving him another chance to learn and for him not hurting himself in a worse way. That is a guy with a significant amount of mature perspective. That's perspective I don't have. Like in my book, you gotta, you gotta kind of pity yourself a little bit. Like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? You know, my wife, I, I, my kid, I, I got problems, man. I got problems. And then maybe after a day, you're like, okay, here's the plan. Here's the punch list. We're getting after it. We're gonna recover immediately. We're gonna recover as quickly as we can from this challenge, whatever it is. Right, you get fired. Say, geez, oh Pete, this puts us in in uh, in financial disarray and chaos. What are we gonna do? And then you say, all right, put a plan together and let's go. That is what Julian Blackman. Uh, he doesn't do that. He's ahead of the game. As soon as it happens, he says, "Thank God," and and begins the process of learning what he needs to learn in order to recover. That's just a spectacular human being. This is the kind of guy. We say it all the time, and it sounds so Pollyannic, and I get it. But the Colts draft that kind of guy. They got a shot at a guy who's wired like that. They go get that guy. Now, Julian Blackman, also a really good athlete, and was rounding into a terrific free safety last year for the Colts when he got hurt. This is what they look for. They look for somebody who sees life as a series of challenges, not a series of moments to brag about or mourn. So that's what you got with your Colts, whether you like it or not. I, I prefer to like it. I think it's terrific. Um, 
I want to talk about the NBA draft for a minute. The Pacers, they draft sixth. I talked to the great uh, Russ Bolin at the uh, Colts Complex from Wish TV 8, and we were talking about what the, what the Pacers are going to choose to do. Neither of us think very highly of Shaden Sharp because of decisions that he's made. Leaves you kind of wanting. He would not be drafted by Chris Ballard because of pulling out of the combine early, because of not playing this past year as he reclassed from high school to Kentucky for reclassing. That's not the way Chris Ballard's playing ball. I don't know what Kevin Pritchard's going to do. I'm going to guess that he's not going to take a guy like Shaden Sharp, despite the fact that he is an absurd athlete. Jaden Ivey's got some magic to him. I like Jaden Ivey a lot, but what if he's not available at six? Do you take Keegan Murray? who's sort of a, a low-ceiling, very high-floor guy. You kind of know what Keegan Murray's going to do. He's going to be an 18-8 and eight guy in the NBA. But is he the kind of guy that you're going to lavish a sixth overall pick upon and believe that it's going to help your team win a championship? you got to get championship-quality timber, right, to build a championship-level home. And I'm not sure whether Keegan Murray's got championship-quality timber. I think he's really good, but I think all he's ever going to be is really good. And I think Jaden Ivey's got magic, like I said. I think he could be a wonderful player and is going to be a wonderful player for somebody because he has athletic dynamism that is off the charts, and he understands work ethic, right? Parents, great athletes. Mom, a coach, she gets it. She understands he gets it. He understands the work that needs to go into the product, into the body in order to get the maximum out of it. Give me Jaden Ivey. And if you got to trade up to get him, trade up to get him. But I wouldn't trade too far because I think he's going to, he's not going to be in the top three, I don't think. Who do you take number one? Yikes. I'm not sure you'd take any of them number one. If I could, if I could trade down from one to three, I'd do it in a second. Uh, don't sleep on Benedict Mathurin out of Arizona. 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, a really good defensive wing. Averaged 17-plus points a game this past year for Arizona. Arizona won the Pac-12. Pac-12 Player of the Year, second team All-American. The Live Tour. It's the Greed Tour. Anybody who signs up for that thing, for that circus, dead to me. I don't do greed. I don't support greed. Greg Norman, greedy. Jack Nicholas said, nah, I'll pass. I love the PGA Tour. The guys who are sticking with the PGA Tour, I will support with my eyeballs and my cash, right? We occasionally buy things that their sponsors advertise. With the Live Tour, nothing, zero. I don't like it. It's a cash grab, and I don't like cash grabs. Tell me that Greg Norman would be a part of it if not for the cash from the Saudis. Tell me that Dustin Johnson would be a part of this thing if not from the, for the cash from the Saudis. No and no. If greed motivates you, I got nothing to do with you. I got, I got nothing but loathing for what has happened to your character and nothing but pity for you. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. And we'll do a call-in show tomorrow. And it's going to be spectacular. You can bet your ass on that. We'll do it during the day. I'm looking forward to it. 
And uh, so, you know what? I'll create the room, schedule it, let's go. Let's talk to each other. I talk to you a lot. You talk to me. 